You got me? Cool. Nice. Nice work, guys. Cool. Oh, I've got to put myself back together. There we go. Well, it's, it is an honor to come and just share with family. And uh, I do appreciate Pastor Mike giving me the opportunity to come and just be with my people, Champion Lakes Christian Church. Just going to log in. Ooh, got my password right. There we go. Cool. 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 You guys are ahead of me. Cool. So, who are our uh, snoozers there? Updates for uh, eternity. Thank you, Apple. Oh my goodness, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're here for you, Lord. We're not here for a show. We're not here for any other reason, God, than to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. God, you're worthy of praise, Lord. Lord, bless this message, Lord. Who are we? Why are we here? We do all sorts of things throughout, throughout the week. We go on bike rides. We, we work our jobs. We go to the darts club, maybe. We, uh, we have all sorts of clubs and activities that we do. But who are we? Why are we here? We are the church of Jesus Christ. And Mike sort of touched on it the other week. And man, did a fire go off in my belly that we are the most formidable force on the planet. We're not a political agency. We're not a far-right group. We are the most powerful, irreplaceable, persevering church on the planet. We're the most easily deployable. We've got people in the military. We've got nurses. We've got doctors. We've got people stationed in every place. We've got a church on every corner. We are garrisoned and ready to take a nation. And I just so appreciate what Candace has shared today. That's the church of Jesus. We're not a social club, but we are uh, we are a people, and as I got thinking about uh, us as a people, I started to think about the very first Jesus-centered group. And uh, if we just go to the next slide. We've got these disciples, and the disciples are, are, are guys from all over the place. We've got wealthy men that are running fishing businesses, uh, and Jesus says, come, follow me. And we've got, we've got a doctor, we've got a zealot, we've got all sorts of people that never would have necessarily come together. And, and it's very similar to what we're experiencing here. There's people in this church that I never would have crossed paths with if it hadn't have been for this community. I, I, don't, I don't get up in the morning and dress in my leathers. Like, I just don't do that. But these guys do, and these guys are my friends, and I've had meals with these guys. Uh, we did Alpha a little while ago with some of these guys, and they, I consider these people my people. Hey, hallelujah. Cool. I'm excited to be at Champion Lakes Christian Church. I'm excited to be with people I never would have normally been with. If we just jump to the next slide. Community is not always sunshine and rainbows. It's not all Skittles, is it? Who's been in church long enough to know that when Jesus calls me, like, yes, Jesus has called me. Yes, I'm part of a growing church. I'm part of 
you know, I'm going to experience what it is to be a disciple. I'm going to experience all the fruit and pleasure of being with Jesus. Yes. And then we go, oh, hang on. When I'm with him, I've got to be with him and her and that guy. And he smells like fish. And I'm pretty sure that he's taking from the treasury. And I'm pretty sure that, and we've got these strong personalities that come together. But that's the church of Jesus Christ. That's the most powerful, formidable force in, in the planet. And, and not only that, we, when, when it says, For all things work together for good for those who love and serve the Lord and are called according to his purposes. We have a commander-in-chief in Jesus Christ. He is the genius of the universe, the genius of the universe. And he's put you and me in this station. He's put you and me here for a reason. Hallelujah. Next slide. This was just a bit of fun. Things get messy. Things get messy. This looks like a lot of fun, actually. This looks like youth group, right? This looks like young adults. But things get messy. And there's, there's going to be opportunity in this community there's going to be opportunity in this community where you say, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. But I, I don't want to do, I don't want to, I'm, I think I'm just going to do me and Jesus. Just going to do me and Jesus. I, 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 think, I think that's where it's headed for me. I, I, you know, like, I, I can fellowship on my own. I, you, know, it's, you know, you don't have to go to church. And yeah, sure, sure. But at some point, you're going to choose a life, I hope, that's bigger than you and Jesus. I want a life that's bigger than, than me and Jesus. And the, the disciples have come together. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. If we just jump to the next slide. One of the things that happens when, when we, we sort of hear this thrown around quite a lot, like a, a, a relationship starts to break down, a, a church community starts to break down, or, or, and, and there's this failure happening in relationships, and, and we're like, oh, it's communication's the problem. Communication's the problem. Um, Lisa and I have been running a connect group. Who here goes to a connect group? Who here is in a connect group? If, if you're not part of a connect group, I just really recommend that you, you either start one and, and gather your people, your type of people, um, or uh, you, get, you get involved in one. And, and Lisa and I are running uh, a Danny Silk. Um, has anybody heard of Danny Silk? Danny Silk is um, heading up the pastoral ministry uh, at uh, Bethel Church. Now, uh, they have got an explosive culture. They've got a culture that has a mindset on, on revival. They, their, their whole thing is about stewarding revival. And, and Danny's right at the heart of this. And he says, you know, and he's just counseled hundreds and hundreds of thousands probably of people. And if you look at the extension of his, his, we're, we're doing an online course and he's just got massive impact. And one of the things he says, he says, when I meet a couple, it's never communication. It's not the problem. If you just jump to the next slide. Often the problem is what is your goal in that relationship? What is your goal in that relationship? Is your goal connection or is your goal distance? You know, quite often, you know, we'll, we'll be in our relationships and, and things are just getting a bit close. Things are getting, and Danny talks about these relational grenades that we sort of pull the pin and roll it out and get ourselves that distance that we're looking for. And you know what your relational grenades are, that prodding of your husband. You know, oh, just give me some space. You know, that stepping back, that, that grouchy attitude, there's things that we do and, and we shift from a goal of 
connection to a goal of distance. And I'm sure that as these, these disciples came together, it was like, what is going on? Like I had a, I had a business, I had this, and I'm enjoying the Jesus time, but there's some friction. There's some stuff I've got to work through. There's, there's, there's that risk of being vulnerable. There's that. And they, if you just jump to the next slide, he said, you know, they've said, Jesus, just teach us to pray. You know, sometimes you just get to that like, oh, God, I don't know, but just teach me to pray. And isn't it just so wonderful that Candace hit this today? This is, this is a big part of what I want to share today. And I just love that, that there's, God's doing something. God wants to speak to us today. And he, says, he says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you want to see the heart of your husband, you want to see the heart of your wife, you want to see the heart of your children, you want to see what's in the forefront of their mind. You want them to open up, listen to them pray. Listen to them pray. And Jesus does this. He's like, you want to know how to pray? You want to know what's on my mind? You know what my priority is? I want to bless my father. I just want to bless my father. And it's not my father, it's our father. He includes us in that. He says, hey, you might have been orphaned. You might have been left. You might have been disappointed. You might have been our father who art in heaven. And then he says, your kingdom come. Your will be done in Armadale. Let's get the next slide. What if, just what if, what if we're here? What if all things are working together for our good to see Armadale just absolutely? I want to be a part of a church where I'm in a community where we're having God encounters over and over and over again. We've got people coming to this church that are breaking through habits. They're breaking through drug addiction. We've got people coming here that are being blessed in their business, blessing the church. We've got all sorts of, and I want to see that more and more and more. An eradication of, of poverty, of loneliness, that, that heaven coming to earth. And yep, you think, oh, heaven's all praise and worship. And we think, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm going to praise and worship all the time. I'm sorry, Candace. You know, but worship is so much more. Worship is honor. Worship is being deployed in the things and honoring God in, in our workplaces, honoring God in our callings. Some of you aren't called to be on a stage here, but you're pastors. Some of you aren't called to be, be Reinhard Bonnke out in Africa. You're evangelists. Come on, who believes that? Who believes that you have been called for such a time as this? You've been called that I am like, I am going to see a breakthrough in the city of Armada. They are promises over the southwest of Western Australia that we haven't had yet. There are promises of huge revivals that start here. How awesome, how awesome for God to say, I'm going to bring north to south. God is going to do something. I believe there's a great outpouring coming. And I'm not going to be stationary. I'm not going to sit around and wait for a mist of revival to come. I'm going to be deployed now. I'm going to start reaching out now. I have set my heart to take a city. If we just jump to, to the next slide, I'll tell you a little story. Burn the ships. Burn the ships. Herman Cortez seeks to do something. He seeks to do just what I'm saying. He's seeking to take a city. Less noble reasons is the Aztec city full of gold. 
But he's, he's got his mindset. I'm going to do something that, that generations have failed to do. I'm going to do something. They've tried hundred, over hundreds of years. They've tried to take this city, the city of promise, the city of gold, the city of treasures, the city of riches. There are riches that we can pull down. He, and he's like, I'm going to do this. He gets 500 soldiers, 500 guys that are like, yep, I believe. I believe that we can take a city. And he gets these guys. They get on their boats. A hundred workers and servants. We end up with some horses. You got about 600 and some horses. They set out on their boats and they're like, we are going to take a city. Man, I love that. Ah, I love that. I live and breathe to take a city. Come on. Jesus, give us a city. And he does something so drastic. He gets to the shores. They land. Lord, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And the boat's back there. And then he turns them around and he says, Burn the ships. Burn the ships. He just destroyed the escape route. He said, if we're going to leave on ships, we're leaving on theirs. We're going to take a city. And that's exactly what he did. It took two years. It took some working with the natives. It took, but they took a city. Because they, what, you know, well, I'm just at church as long as the Lord has me here. I just, I'm just here. And look, look, I know God brings things to a season, to an end. I know that happens. But what if we made it really hard for God to move us? What if we actually doubled down and said, I don't care if I'm on staff. I don't care if I'm on the payroll. I don't care if I get the opportunities that I wanted. I don't care that my coffee took an extra 10 minutes. I'm not so concerned that we don't have refrigerated air conditioning. What if we just burnt all of our requirements and we doubled down and said, this is my city. I'm going to take a city. God is good. You know, God is so good. He wants to see the city of Armadale reached. And there's something that can sort of come into the mix that can derail us when we're, we're seeking a revival. We're seeking, we're seeking to see something amazing happen. And it's, it's, it's like a gateway. It's, and if we just slip to the next slide. Offense is like a gateway. And you know what? People say, oh, offense is a choice. You know, you know I, I believe the most offended people are often the people that are prepared to be the most vulnerable. They're actually prepared to be vulnerable. They've actually opened their hearts up. They said, you know what? I'm going to do life in community. And offense is sort of like, it hits you. And things are going to hit you. And it's not necessarily a choice. It just, just hurts you. You know, when we choose to be vulnerable, choose to open our hearts, that's when, you know, it says, it's my friend that's hurt me. You know, it was my birthday a few years ago now. I pulled into the service station and, and you know when there's no car spots and you're like, I need fuel and that, that car's parked that way and you're like, ah, oh, it's a bit sneaky, but I'm going to park Bonnet to Bonnet. And, uh, and he can back out, like he'll work it out, right? This guy comes out and he is raging. He's like, it's my birthday. He doesn't know that, but it's my birthday. And he's like, you effing this, you effing that, you D, you this. You know what? It's my birthday. And like, far out. You know, what's your problem? I got home. Not a problem. Maybe mentioned it to Lisa. Didn't affect me. Didn't change my birthday. Didn't derail my day. I've got no expectations of the service station dude. 
None at all. I don't care. Call me what you like, whatever. I'm not vulnerable to you. I'm not connected to you. But it's my friend that hurt me. And offense is like a gateway drug. And if you buy into it and take hold of it, oh, things are going to hit you. But if you grab hold of it, it won't stay as offense. It'll actually move to resentment. And that's when your goal of connection shifts to a goal of distance. And you're like, I'm not doing life in community. I'll I'll, I'll tick off my Sunday attendance. But I'm not doing life in community with these guys. My goal is distance. And it sneaks in. But it's such a slippery slope. Because bitterness, resentment will take us to bitterness. And it'll take root. And it'll become a toxin that spreads throughout our community. Spreads throughout where everything that we see and think about our community goes through a filter of bitterness and it makes you sick. It makes your community sick. Choose forgiveness. I need a giving church. I need a church that's like, Dave, even with your bad attitude, I love you. You know, we got this story of Hosea and the book of Hosea and, and he he God so illustrates the point of their of their brokenness and their their unfaithfulness that the people of God have completely lost their way. They're completely imperfect. Can sort of relate. There's stuff that I think, there's things that I've done, there's you know, I think, oh man, I'm lost cause. I'm lost cause. And 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 God so illustrates the point of his faithfulness, he says, and it's it's not clear whether or not Hosea was married um, to uh, this, this woman first and then or he goes out and just marries a prostitute but he actually goes and he marries his prostitute he says I'm going to be faithful to you in your unfaithfulness who knows that scripture that says in, in, when we're faithless he's faithful and he does this you know there's this, this word and it, it, it translated loving kindness mercy that you know the, the scriptures say that it's the loving kindness that leads us to repentance when a community is so kind that you just want to live right. When a community is so kind that anybody can walk through the door and be loved. That anybody can walk through Champion Lakes Church and be loved. Man, and God does this amazing thing. He says this amazing thing. He says, I will be your God and you will be my people. That's just how it's going to be. 2,000 years later, I'm his people. You're his people. And my heart is to double down in the city of Armidale, to double down in Champion Lakes Church. And I choose you. I choose you. I choose you. I choose you. You will be my people. Can you see this loyal love that says, I'm going to endure. I'm going to endure because I know there's something so much bigger than what is this me and Jesus. I'm going to endure the disappointment. I'm going to endure frustrations of being in a community. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to open my heart and be vulnerable. And I'm not going to get bitter and I'm not going to get twisted and I'm going to continue to do community. Just jump to the next slide. Choose Choose connection. Choose to come to champs and have a coffee. Choose to make that phone call and reach out. Choose to say, yeah, I know their life's complicated, but I'm going to let them in. They're not perfect. They've got their stuff. 
going on, but I'm going to let them in. I'm going to choose connection with people. You know, it says in in the scripture, it says how blessed it is, how wonderful it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like oil that drips from the beard. I love it when my car's got oil because it's really bad otherwise. I love it when my community has oil. I love it when my community says, you know what, I'm just going to press in to Jesus. You know why that first group of disciples changed nations? You know why that 12 became 120, which has become hundreds of millions of people changing the planet and pulling heaven down to earth? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because Jesus is at the center. Just jump to the next slide. I thought it wouldn't be appropriate to do a preach without putting a cartoon in there. Jesus was at the center. Jesus was the benchmark. It's Jesus' perseverance. It's looking at the cross and saying, he endured for me. You know, when he comes back, he's coming back as the lion. He's coming back, hair like wool, eyes like fire. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That same Jesus, that's the Jesus. We couldn't see it. We could see this bruised and battered Jesus. He's felt the absolute worst of community. And that, that Jesus, that commander-in-chief, there's a fire that burns in him. There's an oil that bubbles up in him. There's the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit, and he, he goes through that cross, and he endures. And that's our benchmark. That's our benchmark. That's the people we are. We pick up our cross. And, and we do life and we do community. God is so good. Can I have Esther? Can I have Esther up? And we're just going to do, um, I think we have to do spirit breakout. Yeah, yeah, because we're talking about heaven coming to earth. I, I said, Esther, it's your choice. And then I was like, actually, just sure. Oh, yes, please. She needs a bit of help, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. It's not doing it on her own. Come on, we're doing community here. God's good. We're going to get a little bit excited right now. We're going to see the spirit break out. And once we've done that, we're going to have a little bit of time and we're going to just, we're just going to mellow. We're just going to mellow for a bit. We're going to open the altar and we're going to give you an opportunity to engage community, engage connection with Jesus. Take it, take it, guys. Let's do this. Lord, spirit break out in this place. Spirit break out.